pain. It's our brain signal to our body that something is amiss, that we've been hurt, and we should probably pay attention. Too much of it, and life becomes all about managing that pain. Chronic pain affects more people in the United States than diabetes, heart disease, and cancer combined, according to Christiane Wolf in an article for Mindful Magazine. And more than half of us feel that we have little or no control over our pain. Related healthcare costs and prescription drug abuse are real problems. In addition, some 5.7 million veterans suffer from musculoskeletal pain, and the cost of treating our nation's heroes has risen to more than $49 billion a year. But things are starting to change for the better. Acceptance of alternative modalities and mindfulness practices like yoga and meditation are becoming more widely accepted as legitimate choices for pain management. This coming weekend, April 17th through 19th, near Washington, D.C., the Mindfulness Center, a respected Bethesda, Maryland-based nonprofit, will host a major research conference and experiential workshop on treating pain with mind-body therapies. It's part of their third Mind-Body Week, a public health initiative bringing together noted researchers, medical, health and wellness practitioners like meditation, tai chi, qigong, yoga, acupuncture, and Reiki, and consumers who want to learn how to supplement medical treatment of fibromyalgia, cancer, PTSD, arthritis, musculoskeletal, and other pain. Pain costs the U.S. more than $600 billion annually in medical costs and work losses, and it's the number one reason people seek medical care. New medical research documents the benefits of mind-body therapies in treating pain. Deborah Norris is the founder and executive director of the Mindfulness Center, and she's a health scientist with more than 30 years of experience in research, clinical application, and education. According to Norris, the Children's National Health Center, Department of Veterans Affairs, and other major medical organizations are adopting mind-body therapies as part of their standard of care. It is her hope that working together we can reduce pain, and the costs of pain, and benefit patients. For more information about the conference, you can go to www.themindfulnesscenter.org. Happy Healthy You listeners can take advantage of a special discount code for 50% off the price of admission. The code is HHU50. A portion of all the proceeds from the event go toward free admission for veterans, so if you're a vet, please make sure to let them know in advance. And now for this week's podcast about other ways to tackle the widespread problem of pain. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and this podcast will be about pain, but I promise it won't be painful. <laughs> Today I'm talking to Dr. Dan Toogood, who began practicing in 1983 at the International Sports Medicine Institute in Los Angeles, where he treated athletes in the 84 Olympics. In 85, he opened a private practice in Apple Valley, California, where he now lives and works. And he is the author of, among many books, Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days. So we're going to talk to him today about the epidemic of pain that we seem to have in this country and what we can do about it. Thank you so much, Dr. Dan, for joining us today. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Um. First of all, a lot of people on this podcast 
have heard me refer to uh, different healers or doctors as wounded healers. How did you come to study pain? Because you've been working with, with it for more than 30 years now. How did this happen for you? Are you one of the wounded healers or? Uh, no, actually I'm not. I, I Before I started chiropractic school, I never had been to a chiropractor before, but I wanted to get into the healthcare professions. And the, the foundation of chiropractic for all of you people who have been to chiropractors or who haven't is that all pain and disease is caused by uh, spinal misalignment and where all the nerves come out and supply the whole body. And so the solution for everything, according to basic chiropractic, is to align the spine, correct subluxations, and all disease will heal itself. I kind of was attracted to that because we were taught in school in philosophy that the doctor doesn't heal the patient. All we do is remove the interference with healing. And so that's how I started out practicing. But I learned Within the first few years, the same thing that all practitioners learn, whether you're a chiropractor or an acupuncturist or a medical doctor, you learn that your, our techniques work really, really well. They're real well founded in science, uh, except they don't work for chronic pain. In fact, that's why they call it chronic pain is people who have been to doctors, have tried pills, have tried chiropractic and aren't getting better. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bunch of the diseases that are classified as chronic, like fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic back pain, migraine, psoriasis, eczema. I could, I could talk forever just listing the diseases that have two things in common. They don't know what causes them and they don't know how to make them go away. So I wanted everybody to get relief. So uh, I saw that I wasn't able to do it with these, these, uh, this small percentage of cases that were chronic conditions uh, with my chiropractic care and physical therapy. So I started asking more questions. And when I asked more questions, I, you know, I wanted to know what causes this pain. And I made some discoveries that I started writing about back in uh, 1985. And I didn't think they were true at first. But when I asked more questions, I found a connection to diet and pain, which basically means that uh, there are certain substances that we consume that are pro-inflammatory. You know, if you if you have a, any kind of a pain condition, whether it's arthritis or a sprained ankle or a migraine, the most common treatment from the medical profession is to prescribe anti-inflammatory drugs, which lower inflammation. All pain is caused by inflammation, so if you get rid of it or lower it, then you feel better. My discovery was there are certain substances that when you swallow them, they're the opposite. They're pro-inflammatory. They're like pouring gasoline on a fire. And so what happens is that's the interference that prevents people from healing in the normal way that, that they always have in the past. You know, if you get a paper cut or sprain your ankle, it hurts, but you heal. In chronic pain, you don't heal. Okay. Why is that? It's from interference. And my discovery was specific pro-inflammatory substances that you swallow, not unlike you would swallow pills. Okay. Does it seem like to you that there are more people in pain than ever before right now? Absolutely. There's an epidemic of chronic pain. And, and you know, what's happened is conventional medicine has gone down this road that you either prescribe anti-inflammatory drugs or pain medication. And, you know, the way the way everybody works with their logic is if if the pills we have today aren't working for you, then we just have to make a, a more powerful pill. And so what's happened is the chronic epidemic of, of pain has led to the chronic epidemic of very, very powerful and addictive pain medications, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, Percocet, Vicodin. There's a ton of them and they're they're effective to a certain degree. They'll mask the pain, but they're powerfully addictive. So we have a, a double-edged problem with the diseases and with the overuse of the drugs. Yes, we do. So what constitutes chronic pain? Chronic pain is basically 
uh, inflammation that is going unabated, which means it just keeps going. Inflammation, you should all know, in fact, is very popular in the literature now and people talking on the radio. Inflammation is the cause of all pain and most disease. And so inflammation is the body's reaction to injury, stress, or infection. And so that's, it's part of the healing process. If you cut yourself, it becomes inflamed, it swells, it gets hot, it gets red, and it hurts. Uh, the, you know, people want to stop that, but basically that's going to proceed to healing. In chronic pain, what happens is that inflammatory cycle never goes away because it's being fed by these pro-inflammatory substances that I, that I talk about. So the concept that I have is very, very simple. It's not a, it's not a matter of coming up with a new drug or any miracle food that's going to cure you. It's a matter of finding out what is feeding the inflammation. And once you stop the feeding of the inflammation, then the body will heal on it all on its own, just like you would if you sprained your ankle or stubbed a toe. So chronic pain is inflammation that doesn't stop. The, the solution is to stop the inflammation. Okay. So what are some of the most common complaints that people come to you with? And maybe you can give us some examples of how you work with them to help this pain abate. Sure. Sure. There's uh, the most common as a chiropractor, when people see my sign, they know that basically they want to come in, they will come in for neck pain, back pain, headaches, joint pain, nerve pain, like sciatica, carpal tunnel, and migraines. That's basically what people think chiropractors can cure, and we can. So when they come in with those conditions, again, my solution is to do the chiropractic care and the physical therapy as needed, but also I've got to get rid of inflammation. So I do a diet history, a history of the medications they're taking and find out what they are consuming that's causing these particular problems. And at first I thought, well, this will apply to pain, but nothing else. Uh, one of the first cases I saw back in uh, 1992 uh, that led me to believe other things was a, a guy came in with uh, migraines, uh, a swollen right knee, uh, and and he'd been to the doctors. They had drained his knee several times, but it kept swelling on him. So we talked a little bit uh, before I had him remove any clothes about his headaches and whatnot and his diet and the medications he was taking and his lifestyle and his history of trauma. And then I said, well, let's take off your pants and take a look at your knee. Well, he took off his pants and, oh, my God, he had this uh, horrible case of psoriasis. Psoriasis is a chronic inflammatory skin condition that's an autoimmune disorder, they say, that doesn't heal. And he, so I, you know, being the brilliant diagnostician I am, I said, oh my God, you have psoriasis. And, and humble, said, right? <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, yeah, I, there's nothing you can do about that. I said, no, no, I agree. There's nothing I can do about that. But I took a picture of it because I, I thought it was the most radical case of psoriasis I've ever seen. But then we discussed his knee. And so in talking to him about his diet, it turns out that he was consuming regularly the most common pro-inflammatory substance there is. And that is a protein called casein, C-A-S-E-I-N which is the main protein found in milk and dairy foods. He was a big milk drinker, ate cheese every day, etc. So I told him, I said, listen, that's how we're going to get this better. We're going to eliminate the pro-inflammatory substances and then do physical therapy on your knee and spinal manipulation for everything else. So we started doing that and he followed my dietary instructions. His migraines went away within 10 days. But then after a month, I said, does your psoriasis looks better to you than it? It looks drier, doesn't it? He goes, yeah, it's kind of drying up. He says, but it kind of does that. It comes and goes. So I took another picture a month later. Two months later, I took the picture. There was absolutely no psoriasis at all. It had wow. totally disappeared and he'd had it for 10 years. So it sounds like, you know, if you don't understand the concept, it sounds like, ooh, this is hocus pocus. But no, all it is, is eliminating the inflammation in the body by eliminating whatever is feeding it. In his case, it was dairy foods and it was one more thing. And that was chocolate. 
chocolate is the most powerful cause of pain. So once we got him off of those things, he recovered. And the flip side of the proof was that he tells me to this day that if he slips and has a piece of cheese on something or some milk on cereal, he'll get a, a psoriatic lesion on his elbow, which is where it all started. And then in about a week, it goes away. So he has seen the on-off switch in his case, and I've seen it in many, many other cases of psoriasis and eczema and other skin disorders. The, the advantage to a skin disorder is that you can see it. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you have inflammation that's causing a migraine and the migraine goes away, you know, maybe the patient's lying, you can't prove it, etc. But if the inflammation is on the skin and it goes away, you can take photos and see it. And that's what happened in his case. Yeah, so it was actually a lucky thing that he had that psoriasis there because that was another clue. I think that's how most discoveries are made, luck. The very the very first time I, I started working with patients on a diet was because a patient came in and told me his story. I didn't believe him, but he, he came in with a shoulder problem. He was 53, and, and I asked him in the course of my history, have you had any neck pain, back pain, headaches, anything like that? And he says, oh, yeah, all of those for 20 years. He says, I've, I'm on disability because of chronic back pain, sciatica, and migraines. And I told him, I said, well, listen, I'm a chiropractor. You only marked your shoulder as a problem. I, I can help you with everything else, too. He says, you don't need to. He says, those are all cured. And so I said, well, you had these pains for 20 years and they're all gone? He says, yeah. I said, you had surgery then, right? And he says, no. I said, you taken medication? He goes, no medication. I said, well, then you went to chiropractors. He goes, yeah, they couldn't help me. I go, well, how'd you get better? And he said, I stopped drinking milk. Mm. That's all he told. And I thought he was out of his mind. I asked him a few questions about it, but I really didn't believe him. And he said no other doctor believed him either. But in desperation, a few months later, when I had difficult cases that weren't getting better, I started playing around with it and I found out it's true. So, it, you know, your health is, is most powerfully affected by what you allow into your bloodstream, which is basically what you swallow. And that's the foundation of modern medicine. You know, they, they prescribe these, these concoctions, these chemical concoctions that are going to lower your blood pressure, lower your blood sugar, increase your energy, whatever they do. So we know that putting things in your mouth will have an effect on the human condition. So we know that dairy is not always good for everybody. And certainly it's everybody is an individual and, and different. What are some of the other foods? And I just, my heart is broken that you said chocolate, but I what know, are that's, some... <laughs> that's the one, that's the one that gets everybody. I know because it does have some, I mean, the cacao plant actually has some beneficial things to it. What is it in chocolate that is? No. That's a good question. I don't really know. Uh, here's what I do know. Everything that I'm sharing with you today is based on observations. Okay. Uh, it's basically what I've seen turning patients pain on and turning it off. Uh, every patient that reacts to the, the, the protein in milk and dairy foods, which is called casein, uh, all of those patients also react to chocolate, only their reaction is works. Even if it's milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, uh, it doesn't matter. And I don't really know why that is, but I, I, I see it repeated over and over and over again. So while you can read that there are ingredients in foods like dark chocolate that are beneficial for you, the only thing that matters to me is a macroscopic view of how patients feel when they consume it and how they feel when they stop consuming it. And so a lot of people say, well, it's dark chocolate. And I said, well, let's take you off the dark chocolate and see what happens. They get better. Then they eat dark chocolate again and get their migraine or whatever it is. Now they know. That, that it might be good for some people because to answer your question that we were going on to what else can cause these problems, mm -hmm. dairy foods and chocolate are, are what are called allergens. What that means is uh, some people react to them and some people don't. There are plenty of people on the planet walking around who drink milk and eat chocolate and don't have any inflammatory reaction to them. Some people are allergic. The next substance that can cause these problems is actually a toxic substance. 
And toxic substances uh, affect everybody. Uh, for example, alcohol is a toxic substance. You know, everybody who consumes alcohol will be affected by it in some way because it's poisonous to the nervous system. Uh, and, and again, the other thing about these toxic substances is they're dose dependent. If you have one little sip of alcohol, you probably won't notice anything. But if you have two or three drinks, you start to feel it. And if you drink enough of it, it will kill you. The same is true of this next toxic substance called monosodium glutamate, or MSG as people know it. Mm -hmm. It's a chemical flavor enhancer found in many, many processed foods, and it is a toxin. And so people who have a sensitivity to it will react to all kinds of doses of it, but most people can get away with a small dose, but it causes so many health problems. Uh, the classic ones are panic attacks, mood changes, migraines, mysterious bruises, all kinds of problems, and it's being overused in our diets today. So it is something that people should be aware of and should also avoid when they want to eliminate any kind of symptom they have, especially chronic pain. Yeah, and I'm sure you mention many more of these foods in your book, but is 90 days the key, as is in your title? Would you say that that's like the general amount of time it takes to eliminate these foods and see some results? That's the high end. And the reason I went to 90, basically you will see changes just like anything else. If you cut yourself, it, it doesn't go away the next day, does it? But usually within 30 days, your cut is mostly healed and almost all gone. Within 90 days, there's no sign of it at all. So 90 days is what total heal, when total healing happens. But most people, if they have a symptom that's a migraine or psoriasis or any one of those things, you will see a noticeable change within 30 days. The reason I put 90 is because there are other substances that are toxic, like medications, that sometimes take longer to get out of your system. And as long as I started on that, I'll just say that uh, the most common medication problem I see in my practice is with the statin drugs, which are the cholesterol pills that are being, in my opinion, hugely overprescribed. Mm -hmm. Many, many people come in with sciatic pain, low back pain, cramping in the feet and legs, numbness in the feet and legs, aches and pains all over their bodies, that basically all they are is side effects to those drugs. And the solution is to do some chiropractic care and physical therapy, but mainly get them off of those drugs. So in my approach, it's basically the elimination of substances, not the addition of anything. And you, you said maybe there's a big list. It's a very short list. We, I'll go right down it right now. Casein in dairy foods is the most common cause of most uh, back pain, neck pain, and headaches. The reason I say casein is because caseinate is a form of casein that's in many non-dairy foods like coffee creamers. Chocolate is the most powerful cause of pain. We mentioned MSG. Aspartame is NutraSweet, which is in uh, a lot of diet foods and most gums. That is a nerve toxin that can also cause problems. The next most common cause is an, another allergen, which is very popular now, but in my experience, not nearly as common as the ones I just mentioned, and that is gluten, which is another allergen, which is the main protein in wheat. So I see patients, maybe 10% of the patients I see have a reaction to gluten. And then the next one is a huge class of toxic substances called medication. And many people have problems with medication. And if you don't believe me, watch primetime TV and listen to the commercials. And you'll hear them talk about the horrible side effects that are possible with every single drug that they prescribe. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? How, how long those lists are getting. Sure, and how serious they are. I mean, it, it seems to me if, if it's a possible fatality for taking a drug for uh, toe fungus, I, I think you might want to pass on it. Crazy. When are drugs necessary? I mean, do you, do you feel like there are certain cases of chronic pain where drugs are, are perfectly uh, acceptable? 
Well, drugs are, first of all, I want you to know that I get really, really re good results in my practice by using these techniques, but I don't get 100% results. And so uh, there are certain things that I don't know what's causing the problem. Those are very rare, by the way. But if that's the case, and the only relief you can get is by taking a pain pill or taking an anti-inflammatory drug or whatever, then you should. But the opposite answer to that question is there are many people who are taking drugs that everybody assumes you have to have. Like if you're diabetic, you have to take your metformin and your glipicide or, or your insulin or you're going to die because of, of, your, uh, of your diabetic condition. However, in another accidental discovery in my practice by treating people with pain is that their blood sugar numbers go down and, and many people are able to get off of their medications because we change their diets. So that's kind of a sideways back around uh, way to answer your question by saying that I think drugs are necessary for people who have conditions we don't understand and number two, who are not willing to change their diet and lifestyle. I mean, everybody on the planet knows that cigarette smoking is bad for you, but still a whole bunch of people smoke. Right. So you have to have treatments for emphysema and heart disease and all those kinds of things and people who aren't willing to uh, subtract rather than add. And, there, and there's a whole bunch of people who are in that boat. So that's what medication is for. But most medication, it has its, its biggest effect when you use it short term. Like if you break your, your leg or you have a bad injury and you have a lot of pain. If you take a pain medication for a reasonable period of time, like maybe a month well, until you get over the, 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 the severe inflammation, that's a good way to take a pill. Any pain medication that you take for a short period of time is going to be effective as long as you understand that it's not healing you. It is basically just uh, helping you feel a little bit better until you get to the point where your, your pain is less. But if you take a pill, any kind of pill that you take, which most of them are prescribed now forever, like blood pressure pills, cholesterol mm -hmm. pills, etc., you're eventually going to develop problems with them. Yeah, I feel like... When I, if, for example, if I have the flu and I just feel like crap and I take a, take a Tylenol, it allows me to sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel, which sort of helps with the body, mind, spirit thing, you know, it helps me to have a more positive attitude about my healing. So in that Absolutely. respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound so serious about this <laughs> and um, it leads me to think that you're, you, you really believe this pain epidemic that we're in is really no joke. No, it is no joke. And, and again, as long as, as our only solution is more and more powerful pills, then we're going to have uh, additional problems. Again, you know, you, you realize when you have the flu that when you take a Tylenol, you're not curing the flu. You're just making it bearable so you can get some sleep and function, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, but people believe that if they take these pain medications, it's actually somehow healing their condition. It's not. It's, it's, it's decreasing the, the perception of pain so that they can get on with their lives. And that's okay to take that for a period of time until you figure out what's causing the problem. Then, you know, this is a very difficult program because people have to give up some of the foods that they really, really like. And a lot of people, some people, I'd say, are not willing to do that. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to rely on medication. But I want this. The reason I, I do these radio shows and get wherever I can and share the information is because this information, a lot of people don't know it. And, and so they don't have a choice. They, they keep asking their doctors, what can I do? Take more drugs. And if you ask a medical doctor, what about changing my diet? They'll get that glazed over look and look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, diet has nothing to do with health. So uh, I want this to become common knowledge. And once it is, you know, people who choose to make the changes 
we'll get relief. Yes, yes. And then we have to answer, we need to come up with some solution to the overuse of all of these pain medications because the addictive characteristics of these meds are just causing big problems. Big so, problems. And yeah. But you see, there has to be a mindset change. And what happens in this country is that people have the mindset that if you uh, if you have any kind of a problem, there's got to be something you can take, you can add to your system to make it better. A drug, a supplement, a, a salve, uh, and, and people, when I when they hear I'm going to talk about diet, they go, okay, what are the anti-inflammatory foods I, could, I should consume? How should I, what vitamins should I take, et cetera, et cetera. And basically I say, no, listen, change your mindset. Uh, the human body is a really, really well-built organism. It will heal. You've seen it thousands and thousands of times. If it's not healing, something's interfering with it. So there's nothing to add. It's subtract. Like, for example, if, you, if you're a lung doctor and a guy comes in and says, hey, doc, I got this chronic cough. It won't go away. Can you give me a cough suppressant? And then looking at the patient, he sees a pack of camels in their breast pocket. <laughs> you know, he knows that, hey, listen, you know, it, it, I could give you a cough suppressant, but if you stop, if you subtract the cigarettes, you won't have the need to cough anymore. So that's my whole approach. It's subtraction, not addition. And once people start to figure that out and realize that it's a matter of changing their diets, not by adding, but by subtracting, then and when it becomes common knowledge, actually, when it becomes cool, like who would have thought, you know, 20 years ago that it would be cool to walk into a little coffee shop and pay five bucks for a cup of coffee. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know what? But they, Starbucks somehow convinced you that it is. And now people go to Starbucks and pay too much for coffee because it's cool. Yeah. If it finally got to a point where people would look at somebody drinking a glass of milk and saying, oh my God, how can you drink that? You know, it's so bad for you. If it ever got to that point, then, then there would be more people changing, you know, because it would, it would be cool. So right. hopefully it'll get to that point. Right yes. now, we're just trying to make it common knowledge. Yes. And the other thing about our country is I think we're all looking for that quick fix. And, and this inflammation that you're talking about didn't happen overnight. So it's, it's going to take a little bit of a commitment. But 90 days in the scheme of things doesn't sound like very much. Yeah, I actually stole that from the guy who made the P90X. Because oh, I saw yeah. lots of patients who were willing to do that. Although it's a workout program that's very aggressive for 90 days. Yeah. Most of them, honestly, they did the P15X you know, and, <laughs> yes. and, and quit. But I figured, hey, if he can get away with using 90 days, and the only reason I use 90 days is because of the statin drugs. Uh, I've seen lots of cases where that's how long it took to get them out of the system and change the symptoms. But mostly when it's dietary factors like milk and cheese and yogurt and chocolate, uh, within 30 days, there's a radical change in how you feel. And then between 30 and 90, there's even more improvement. And what happens then is people see not only they say, hey, doc, my neck pain is gone and my headaches are gone, but you know what? My sinuses are clear now. I have more energy. And, you know, I used to have this rash on my face and now it's gone. That all sounds, again, like I said before, hocus pocus, but it's not. It's just we're just turning down the heat on the body and letting the body uh, cure itself and, and be healthy. Wow. Well, I hope this gives some hope to people. And I love that you brought up psoriasis and eczema, which are those external uh, signs of inflammation that so many people have and suffer from. And, and really, it's hard to find relief. So if, if this gives hope to somebody, Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days, the book, where can we find it? You can, uh, the easiest way to get it right now is to download it. It's on, you can get it on a Nook or Kindle, iBooks. It's in uh, the Google um, Play Store. Uh, you can get it at Amazon.com. Uh, it's Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days. The title is self-explanatory. I wrote this book. I've written a bunch of books. And this one I wrote uh, more 
it, it basically gets right to the point. Within three minutes of opening the book and reading it, you'll know exactly what you have to do to get rid of chronic pain. The rest of the book explains why you're doing this, how it works, what you can expect in the healing process, and what you can expect in the future. So it's called Chronic Pain Gone, Gone 90 Days. My name is uh, Dr. Dan Toogood, and that's T-W-O-G-O-O-D. Uh, you can find me all over the internet on YouTube trying to share this information. But if you if you get the book, you'll understand it. And if you don't uh, have chronic pain, suggest it to somebody who does. Uh, this is the answer in almost every case. So um, get the awesome. book, Chronic Pain awesome. Gone, 90 Days. Good work. Good work. And what is your website? It's uh, DanielTugood.com. Okay. And uh, there's some more information there. You'll see my books and some of the other books I've written in the past, too. Okay. I am so disappointed about chocolate, but I'm okay with it. That's all right. Yeah, the thing you should know about chocolate too is it's, it is the most powerful cause of pain. So oh. what that means is even a small amount, if you have a little bitty piece of chocolate and if you have the sensitivity, you will have a reaction to it that'll last for three or four or five days from the one exposure. So unfortunately, but I can tell you from personal experience, I'm a chocoholic. Mm -hmm. I eat absolutely no chocolate. And uh, the craving has totally gone away, and I don't desire chocolate at all. So anybody who likes chocolate, they will get over it, believe yes. me. And what will cure them finally is if they stay off chocolate for a long enough period of time and then try some and see the reaction. Once you see the reaction and know where to look, you're going to get to the point where, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gave it up for Lent, so I'm going to have to, uh, after Easter, I'll try it and see how I feel. There I'm sure go. I'll try it on Easter because there's some darn good chocolate out there. But oh, yeah. anyway, now I'm inspired to uh, control my chocolate addiction. So, all right. Thank you, Dr. Dan, too good. It's been great talking to you and thank you for all your good work. And we're going to spread the word and try to rid the world of pain. So. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. It's Connie Bowman, host of the weekly podcast, Happy Healthy You, where we talk about living lives that are whole in mind, body, and spirit. Our new sponsor for the podcast is Red Revive, and I have to tell you, I'm enjoying the results I'm getting after adding just a couple of tablespoons to my green smoothie in the morning. I've even gotten my family to try it. For more about Red Revive and 30% off your order, go to our Happy Healthy You Facebook page and click on the Red Revive video at the top left.